from the WIA News Hub in Brisbane and WIA News Studios across Australia, this is the National News Service, relayed via VK1 WIA. Hey, welcome along to the February 5, 2012 edition of WIA National News. In this edition of news, we'll be hearing about D-Star in Space, the first movie, feature movie, shot in space, the Bataan Death March, We'll go around VK. We'll pick up with VK2LAW on international news. We'll have a look at radio amateurs, old timers, and check out the latest at the ham fests in both VK3 and VK2. I'm Graham VK4BB. This is VK1WIA. All points of contact from today's news stories are to be found in print when you read the web editions www.wia.org.au Burglary at the Domain Domain club rooms in Hobart belong to Reist. They were entered by unknown persons causing substantial damage to locks. The locks that were in place were more than adequate which goes to show how tooled up the average crooks are these days. Although the repeater and ATV shed were entered they were fortunate that nothing was stolen or damaged. Security has been beefed up, which will hopefully slow up or stop any future attempts to gain entry. This does serve as a timely reminder to consider the security we have in place in our own shacks. Take a look around your own shack after the broadcast and see if there's a loose link in the chain and fix it before it's too late. Fists Club Down Under are reporting how Brisbane VK4 will be active in an event to remember the Titanic, this from Queensland's Maritime Museum at Southbank. They certainly look forward to contacting CW operators from everywhere from Southbank. This will be during a fists contest, which happens on April 15, and Felix VK4 FUQ will enlighten us on a little later in this edition of WIA National News. Wyson VK3, writing on Amateur Radio Victoria's website, have a timely reminder. With summer well and truly here, radio amateurs are increasingly giving thought as to how to keep their station on air in severe weather conditions that could result in power shortages, storms or fires. This will enable them to continue to enjoy amateur radio should the power fail, but also it may assist them in learning more about summer bushfires in their area. Last summer, self-help groups of radio amateurs and VK3 regularly got on their local repeaters to keep in touch and share information. To do this, of course, it is essential to have an independent power source. A diesel or petrol generator can be used to not only keep your radio on air, but also give energy for lighting and, of course, the fridge. Many seem to have a backup 12-volt battery to keep their regs on air. These are relatively affordable if bought new, and you can even buy cheap second-hand units. Emergency service authorities also recommend having spare batteries on hand for torches and a battery or wind-up powered broadcast receiver to keep up with the news. Solar power may also be available. So this summer, have a think about how to stay on air. Amateur Radio Victoria encourages the use of the major two-metre repeaters to keep in touch, particularly on days of total fire ban or code red. Should Weissen, Victoria or anyone else need any repeater to pass emergency messages, please give them priority or follow the guidance of any emergency net control station on a repeater. Of course, on the HF bands, there are a number of designed emergency centre of activities, or COA frequencies. Within the Asia-Pacific regions, these are 3.6, 7.110. 
During emergency training exercise and disasters, please keep them clear. Hams across Australia now, VK1 and CRARC would like to have a small stash of 2012 WIA call books on hand available for members throughout the year and particularly at the upcoming AGM on Feb 25. As they're ordered by the box, 25 in a box, and to keep the cost down, CRARC will pay for the shipping. If you'd like one put aside here in the Canberra area, email the committee at crarc.ampr.org. G'day everyone. From the Central Coast Amateur Radio Club, I'm Rod, VK2FVRJ. Educating the Coast. On Saturday the 18th of February, Central Coast Amateur Radio Club will be running a foundation licence course at the club rooms in Dandaloo Street, Carryon. Foundation course starts at 8.30am, followed by the exam the same day. Higher levels of amateur radio accreditation, standard and advanced, will also be conducted on the day by appointment with the club's education officer, Chris VK2YY. For those interested in taking the courses, please email Chris, chrisvk2yy at gmail.com as soon as possible, and he will let you know the details of the courses, what costs are involved, and what to bring on the day. And it's highly recommended that those sitting for the Foundation Licence read the excellent manual, Your Entry into Amateur Radio, prior to attending the course. Copies of the manual can be purchased from the Central Coast Amateur Radio Club, from Amateur Radio New South Wales, or from the WIA. The biggest of its type in Victoria, and the only one that has been supported by all the major commercial traders. They would not miss it, and neither should you. The Centre Victoria Radio Fest Number no. 5 offers three different ways people can sell second-hand radio equipment and accessories, non-commercial lots, bits and pieces. There are traditional table sales, car boot sales, or trailer and van loads. It's your choice. Add to this interesting program of mini lectures and this is truly a major event and great social occasion for anyone with an interest in radio. The Centre Victoria Radio Fest Kyneton Racecourse on Sunday the 12th of February. Mostly undercover, free tea and coffee, fully catered or bring your own picnic. I'm Bruce Lees and you're listening to VK1 WIA. North Queensland radio amateurs will be involved with the AM for Anzac Day event on April 25 from 0300 UTC. The Townsville Amateur Radio Club will be operating club station AX4WIT on AM and CW in the club rooms at West End. This is a club room situated in a fortified World War II RAAF communication centre. Tark Incorporated, led by Mal VK4 MSS, will activate a number of World War II fortifications in Charters Towers, primarily on Towers Hill. Participants in the friendly afternoon net on 7115 from 0600 UTC will be using amplitude modulation with net control for the friendly afternoon net operating from Towers Hill. And during the friendly afternoon net, a message will be released from Townsville relayed by participants as accurately as possible through to Charters Towers and then onto the Atherton Tablelands. This activity, to simulate message handling on AM, including the noise, distortion and fading experienced by message handlers of old. And finally, around VK, it's to VK7 and the annual general meeting for NTARC will take place on February 8 at Skills Institute Allenvale, 7.30pm. The agenda has been published in the NTATC Yahoo group.
Radio and Electronics Association of Southern Tasmania let us know that call books and foundation licence manuals are available from the Caltech service station on Main Road, Moona. You can also arrange copies by contacting the secretary at reese.asn.au. Across Australia, from VK1 WIA, you're tuned to the WIA National News Service. In VK3, it can be heard on the Amateur Radio Victoria Broadcast Network, 11am Sunday mornings. I'm Greg, the Funky Man, VK3 FUNK. News, talk and radio sport, here with VK1 WIA. Operational news, I'm Felix, VK4FUQ. Special events and on-air contest column. Dateline 2012. VK John Moore Memorial Field Day, March 17 and 18. Fists have organised a titanic 24-hour sprint on Sunday the 15th of April 2012. Recognising the 100th anniversary of the loss of the RMS Titanic on the 15th of April 1912. This event is to be a standard exchange between stations. VK ZL AMCW on Anzac Day, April 25. VK ZL Trans Tasman Contest, 80 metres SSB, May 5. RD Contest Manager steps down. Peter Harding, VK4OD, has advised the WIA board that he wishes to stand down as contest manager for the WIA Remembrance Day contest. WIA President Michael Lowen, VK3KI, acknowledged Peter's contribution as the RD contest manager for many years. Peter asked that his reason for retiring be made public. He needs to undergo treatment for prostate cancer and wants to remind all men over 50 to make sure that they are checked for this disease. The WIA board will be meeting in Melbourne on the 18th and 19th of February and will be appointing a new RD contest manager then. Anyone who would like to be considered for that position, make sure that they give the WIA manager Mel Brooks at the WIA office as much information as possible, at least a week before the meeting. Special event stations, DX and Beacon and Net Advice. The International Amateur Radio Club, 4U1 ITU, is operating with the special call sign for U1 WRC until February the 17th. Activity is taking place during the ITU World Radio Conference 2012 from Geneva in Switzerland. 160 to 6 metres, all modes. All QSOs will be confirmed with a special QSL, available via 4U1 ITU. F8 APV active from a Union Island until February 10th, signing portable FR. JS6RRR will be operational stroke KH2 from Guam between February 10 and 14. Activity 160 through 6 metres using CW, SSB, FM, RITI and PSK31. JA6CNH will be active as XV2CNH from Ho Chi Minh City, Vietnam between February 10 and 15. Activity will be on 160 through 6 metres, CW, SSB and the digital modes. The first teams and individuals are already lining up to be active in the 9th Antarctic Activity Week that will take place February 20 to 26. This is an all-band, all-mode, worldwide amateur radio event celebrating the international scientific work in Antarctica. G3SWH and G3OLU will be active from the Hawaiian Resort in Western Swaziland between February the 21st to the 29th. Propagation permitting, they plan to have two stations on the air for as many hours every day as is possible.
Operation will be on CW only. T6KK Kurt, KE7KUS has been active as T6KK since 19 January. He is based at Bagram Airfield in Afghanistan till mid-February. QSL info for T6KK is via KE7KUS, his home call and logbook of the world. T6JM, another station from Afghanistan is Jose, CT1FKN, who is signing T6JM. He is there until mid-June and is mainly QRV on 20 metres SSB and BPSK 31. QSL T6JM to CT1FKN, his home call. In the UK, Ofcom have issued the special call sign GB80PW to Practical Wireless Magazine. This special call sign is to celebrate the publication's 80th year in print. Look for Special Event Station 4 G0LD to be active during 2012. Activities to celebrate the 50th anniversary of the Philippine Amateur Radio League. Malpillow Island D Expedition Log Problems. Bob, N2OO, QSL Manager for HK0NA, reports. Be advised that OP A logs from the top of the mountain arrive late, and some QSOs therefore may not be in the current online log until the next upload. Overall, logs are uploaded about once a day. If you have any missing QSOs from before January 27, he suggests that you try to work them again. The HK0NA team apologises for the inconvenience. For VK1WIA National News, I'm Felix, VK4FUQ in Ingham, and yes, it's raining. From the WIA News Hub in Sydney and WIA News Studios across Australia, this is the National News Service, relayed via VK1WIA. International news with thanks to RSGB, Southgate, Amateur Radio Club, the ARRL, Amateur Radio Newsline, NZART and the worldwide sources of the WIA. I'm Jason, VK2LAW. On January 27, the first amateur radio exams took place in the ARAC clubhouse in Kinhasa, Democratic Republic of Congo. Pascal, 9Q1PM, did an excellent job preparing the candidates for the test. All 21 candidates passed. The exam was supervised by Mr Patamana of the Ministère de Poste Nouvelle Technology de Communication. The club has great plans to be on the air with their club station 9Q0AR on a regular basis. Of Martian Lines A new novel featuring Morse code and radio signals is on the internet. Of Martian Lines is written by Andy Thomas, G0SFJ. It's set on the Mars of two generations in the future and in modern Russia and Ukraine. This blend of cosmology, radio, space technology and Russian literature the second novel in the Dimitri series, explores the first Russian colony on Mars and the lies and tensions the first cosmonaut colonists bring from Earth. Fiji signals it may switch Radio Australia back on. Andy Senate reports on the media network that Radio Australia may broadcast again from Fiji. Fiji's coup-installed military government has signalled it's looking at allowing Radio Australia to broadcast inside the country again. Power to the two transmitters, one in Nadi and the other in Suva, was switched off by the interim government in 2009. 
Fiji's Permanent Secretary of Information Sharon Smith-Johns told Pacific Beach's Geraldine Coots that she's looking at reversing the policy. FCC sets date for medical devices on 70 centimetres. The ARRL report that the FCC has permitted medical devices to use 426 to 432 megahertz and 438 to 444 megahertz from February 27. This utilisation of new implanted medical devices that operate on 413 to 457 megahertz will be used on a secondary basis as part of the medical device radio communication med radio service in part 95 of the FCC rules. The new rules expand the existing med radio service rules to permit the use of new wideband medical implant devices that employ neuromuscular microstimulation techniques to restore sensation, mobility and other functions to paralyse limbs and organs. For u one itu the amateur radio station at the ITU is now signing as 4U1WRC during the 2012 World Radio Communication Conference WRC-12. The station will revert to 4U1ITU just in time for the ARRL International DXCW contest scheduled for February 18 and 19. DXCC sees an increase in applications. Interest in DX is growing, so says the ARRL, as we hear from Amateur Radio Newsline's Heather Butterell-Howell, KB3TZD. The ARRL reports that it appears as if more amateurs are working DX these days. This in turn means the ARRL's membership and volunteer programs department, especially the DXCC desk and the ARRL incoming and outgoing QSL bureaus, are working very hard in processing applications and sending out cards via the different QSL bureaus. In 2010, the DXCC desk processed 7,134 applications for initial awards and endorsements. These 2010 applications included 853,462 QSOs. In 2011, the DXCC desk processed 11,175 applications, representing 1,250,864 QSOs. Sharon Tarantula is the Membership and Volunteer Program's Administrative Manager. She explained that comparing 2010 to 2011 represents a 47% increase in the number of QSOs and a 57% increase in the number of applications received. And that's quite an impressive increase in any area of ham radio. For the Amateur Radio Newsline, I'm Heather Butera-Howell, near Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. The Mesilla Valley Radio Club of Las Cruces, New Mexico, will be operating special event station K5B, March 25th. This in conjunction with the 23rd annual Baton Memorial Death March Marathon to be held at the nearby White Sands Missile Range. K5B will operate from 1,000 to 2,300 UTC on or near 21.337, 14 14.330, 7.225, and 3.893 MHz. A commemorative card will be available by request. D-Star will be in space before the end of 2012. Students at the University of Liege in Belgium are hoping that their D-Star-based ham radio satellite will be launched toward the end of this year, if at all possible. Plans originally called for it to be carried out to orbit in a maiden flight of the European Space Agency's Vega launch vehicle. 
That now appears to be out of the question. However, team leaders say that other opportunities have been identified and discussions are ongoing with at least one launch provider. If and when the satellite makes it to orbit, it could mean a lot of those on the fence about purchasing D-Star base gear just might take the plunge. This in turn would likely result in a major worldwide sales boost for ICOM, which to date is the only supplier of D-Star based ham radio gear. An update on the satellite and plans to get it into space have been published in the January 2012 issue of the newsletter. That issue focuses on the current status and near future of D-Star based birds. You can read about it online at tinyurl.com slash O-U-F-T-I dash one dash 2012. The first science fiction film shot in space could be coming to viewers here on Earth this after NASA confirms it's almost ready to give approval for the project. Titled Apogee of Fear, the film was shot by space tourist Richard Garriott, W5KWQ, during his 2008 trip to the International Space Station. Garriott shot the basic footage for the film using astronauts as his cast. He then added scenes and visual effects after his return to Earth. The film was privately shown at DragonCon last year, but has been in legal limbo since. This is because it was not included in Garriott's deal with NASA. Now the space agency confirms that it is working with WD5KWQ to facilitate the video's release. The complete story is online at tinyurl.com slash movie-in-space. Those stories from the Average Radio Newsline. You're tuned to the WIA National News Service across Australia. I'm Bill Pasternak, WA6ITF. Across Australia, from VK1 WIA, you are tuned to the WIA National News Service. In Adelaide, it can be heard on VK5 RAD on 147.000 at 9am. I'm Paul, VK5 Foxtrot Papa Alpha Uniform. From the WIA News Hub in Melbourne and WIA News Studios across Australia, this is the National News Service, relayed via VK1 WIA. Good morning, this is Robert, VK3DN, with this week's Worldwide Special Interest Group News. Worldwide Special Interest Group's ATV, where every pixel tells a story. You can receive DATV signals in Hobart. Yes, the digital TV frequency of 446.5 MHz is a standard DVB-T broadcast, which means that many standard and high-definition set-top boxes and digital TVs may be able to tune into the broadcast. With a directional antenna pointed towards the VK7 domain and a reasonable amount of gain and a set-top box or TV that can manually tune to 446.5 MHz, well, that's all you'll need. Worldwide Special Interest Group's IOTA. Provisional results of the 2011 Islands of the Air contest have now been published. Despite low sunspot levels, the contest organisers received over 2,300 logs, the highest number yet, covering 632,000 QSOs and sufficient to enable them to adjudicate 75% of all QSOs. 
The highest scoring station in the contest was the Bristol Contest Group, GJ6YB, who operated from Jersey and achieved a score of just under 15 million points from over 3,300 QSOs. Worldwide Special Interest Group's ILLW, where VK leads the way. Among the latest to join the International Lighthouse and Lightship Weekend in August is South Africa, with entries at Great Fish Point and Doring Bay Lighthouses. VK3PC Jim Linton says that Australia on 31 is at the forefront, with VK3 and VK4 ahead of VK2, 7, 5 and 6. Germany has a worthy 20 entries, putting it ahead of the USA on 15, followed by England with 9. Among the others are Argentina, Belgium, Chile, Denmark, France, Honduras, Italy, Netherlands, New Zealand, Northern Ireland, Poland, Portugal, Romania, Scotland, Sweden and Wales. With only 22 countries and 115 entries so far, there's a long way to go to last year's record of 55 countries and entries reaching 470. The International Lighthouse and Lightship Weekend is a 48-hour fun event. For guidelines and entry form and other information about August the 18th and 19th this year, visit the website illw.net. Worldwide Special Interest Group's Radio Scouting. The 54th Jota Report is now online. The report of the 54th Jamboree of the Air or Jota, held on October the 15th and 16th, 2011, is now available. Read the report at the web address provided in the text edition of this new service. Best read at www.wia.org.au. Well, that's all I have for you this week. This has been Robert, VK3DN, reporting from Melbourne. Across Australia from VK1WIA, you're tuned to the WIA National News Service. From Brisbane, it's relayed on 3605 kHz and 147 MHz at 7.30pm Mondays. I'm Bruce, VK4EHT. This is Clive, VK6 Charlie Sierra Whiskey, with a reminder that the next Radio Amateurs Old Timers Club of Australia's News and Information Bulletin will take place tomorrow at the usual times and usual frequencies. Everyone is cordially invited to listen and to call back afterwards. To check times and frequencies for your area for tomorrow's bulletin, visit the RAOTC website at raotc.org.au. Once again, that's raotc.org.au. 73 VK6 CSW. WIA National News will end this edition of the news with a final final from VK2FVRJ on the Wyong Field Day. But on the social scene, we have World Radio Conference Geneva still happening through until Feb 17. And for the information on that one, the best sites to go to, the RSGB and the ARRL. And of course, there's also that Twitter site where you can get it from the president of the IARU. Of course, February 4, yesterday, was the big one in the Bunyan Mountains, their Ham and Wine Fest. That's always a great annual event. Kiton Racecourse, Santa Victoria Ham Fest, happens Feb 12. We mentioned the Central Coast Amateur Radio Club's Wyong Field Day. That's Feb 26. The VK7 March 18 Sewing Circle Net Meet the Voice Barbecue. That happens at Ross. 
April 14-15, right across VK, the WIA National Field Day. May 3-18 in VK5 as YL International 2012 Australia. May 5-6 in VK4 Radar and Mark Clairview Gathering. May 25-27 VK3, WIA's annual conference in Mildura. And we'll leave the big one up in Fanag at the Queensland's Cassowary Coast till next week, but it does happen June 8 through 11. G'day everyone, from the Central Coast Amateur Radio Club, I'm Rod, VK2FVRJ, and I've got some trivia for you. 1935, Robert Watson Watt carries out a demonstration which leads directly to the development of radar in the United Kingdom. 1977, first flight of the space shuttles takes place. In 2011, Space Shuttle Discovery docks with the International Space Station for the last time. So what's this got to do with amateur radio? Well, they all have it on the 26th of February, same day as Amateur Radio's Big Day Out, Central Coast Amateur Radio Club Field Day at Wyong. So remember, the Southern Hemisphere's largest amateur radio event is just three weeks away, and there's nothing trivial about that. And finally, here's one last piece of trivia for you. Australia's first king was born on the 26th of February, 1945. Any ideas? Give up? Well, it's our very own king of the mountain, Peter Brock. And that's all from the Central Coast Amateur Radio Club. We'll see you at the field day. In the nation's capital, with amateur radio news from across the globe, this has been the WIA National News Service. Local news and callbacks follow on most affiliates. We'd appreciate you checking in. VK1WIA. We've reported. You decide.